Welcome back, Whisper Nation. It's episode 85 of the Fantasy Whispers, and we're talking about this week's slate of games and our top five fantasy matchups with Austin Sear, Johnny Gametime Hicks, and Big Travi right here on the Fantasy Whispers. Yes, we're back again. We're back again. Hey, let's pump up the volume. Right here. What's up, Whisper Nation? It's Friday, October 25th, and you're listening to episode 85 of the Fantasy Whispers with your hosts, Johnny Gametime Hicks, Big Travi, and me, Austin. If you want to follow the show, you can do so on Twitter at TF Whispers. You can also find us on YouTube and Instagram at The Fantasy Whispers, and you should definitely visit the website, thefantasywhispers.com. We have articles, latest episodes, and of course, our rankings. And new for 2019, we have our Patreon account. So head on over to patreon.com and search The Fantasy Whispers to check us out. What's happening? We We're back, back. at it. What it do? What it do? We are back at it. Thank you, Austin, for that lovely intro. Um, as always, love to read. If, <laughs> okay. are you, I thought you came up with it all I by made yourself. It up. Each time, I Every thought you just. Time. I just do it exactly <laughs> just the same. You did it that way. Every time. Yeah. Oh, so well, that's listen, where it, that's where the the weekly read comes in when we check our stats on our website and we at least get one reading person on all of our articles. It's Austin. It's Austin. I do it. We, yeah. We appreciate that. Yeah. I do yeah. it twice, but it doesn't count the backwards one. So, yeah. <laughs> Can you do the alphabet backwards? Z Y X B B U T S R Q P O N M L K J I H G F E D C B A. Dang, dude. Wow. He wasn't even drunk for that one. You know what's insane about that is you can always, no matter how hard you try, because of the song when you're singing it forward, you can always say it backwards. For those people who can say it backwards, you can always do it quicker than you can forwards every time. And you know what also is funny about that is I learned to say the alphabet backwards watching Jingle All the Way, the classic oh, Christmas flick with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Put that cookie down. One of all of our favorites, <laughs> of course. That scene when the cop does the, D, the the sobriety test and makes him say the alphabet backwards. I saw that when I was like seven years old. And I was like, I'm not getting trapped in that. Yeah. <laughs> learned it backwards right there. Fast forward to age 19. I'm talking to a cop after I'd had a couple to drink, drinking ages 21. So there was a little bit of a confrontation going on. But Bad I was, boy. We, we were talking to them. It was in college. It's a wild time. And the cop, the cop was talking to me about it. I was like, just, I was like, no, no, no. Just ask me to say the alphabet backwards. Ask me to say the alphabet backwards. I've, I've been preparing for this. Yeah. Like for your years. entire life. Yeah. For 12 plus years yeah. I have. And she's like, we don't, we don't actually, we don't actually do that. I was like, ask me to do it. She's like, fine, I, do it. I did it. And then she's like, okay, but you know what we actually do? We ask you to say the alphabet forwards without the song. Oh, and I was like, no, and I was like, no problem. I couldn't get past N. Yeah, no, it forces you. It forces you. B, C, D, E, F, eight. Eight. (laughs) (laughs) It was it was so trippy. Hey, speaking of eight, we've got the week eight previews right here on the show. This is going to be this is going to be fun. I can't believe it. Halfway through the season, if you happen to make it to the championship, which if you're listening to us, you will. Uh, Hmm. But yeah, it's crazy. It's flying by. It's insane. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And and like Johnny said, we're trying to get you prepped for that championship. So please get over there and like and subscribe the content. If you're listening on YouTube right now, if you're listening on any of the podcast apps, make sure you're following uh, on those apps and then leave us a review. We would really appreciate that. We know it goes a long way for us and we we know you guys want to help us out and we want to continue helping you out. Um, 
Austin's got great stuff coming up on YouTube, so make sure you got subscribed over there. We obviously have our episodes that come out on YouTube. Um, and then, of course, like Johnny said, we're going to get through these Week 8 matchups. Really excited about a few key games that have a lot of interesting pieces in there. But before we do that, Austin, we've got some news and notes, right? Brought to you by Fanatic. And now it's time for the news and notes from around the NFL. Uh, from Fanatic, as we said, that's F-A-N-A-T-I-Q. That's where fantasy meets IQ. Fanatic's done some amazing work to their app this offseason, including adding articles, podcast episodes, player stats, and beat writer updates all within their app. So head on over to the App Store on your Apple device and download today. That's right. Some of those news and notes we're going to hit you with right now. Big Travi, Josh Jacobs, he's been out of practice, but he thinks he can play even without practice? Yeah, and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case here. He seems to be the bell cow for this team. Uh, they continue to just ride the offense through him as one of the main focal points. And so I think, yeah, if he doesn't get practice in, the plan will be for him to suit up. And, and you like him. Houston is not a terrible matchup this week. And, and if they're going to stay in this game, they're going to need a healthy dose of J- Jacobs. Yeah, Jacobs is looking good over there. Amar, uh, excuse me, Alvin Kamara. New Orleans Saints running back was officially limited on Thursday, dealing with that high ankle sprain. Johnny, is this going to be uh, how big a deal is this right now? Um, It's somewhat of a big deal. Obviously, you missed last week in kind of a little bit of a surprising fashion. Uh, We were notified ahead of time on Friday that he was going to be out, so we were able to get him out of the lineup, get Latavius Murray in there. However, uh, they did release Zach Center, which could be a positive sign. They do expect him to play, but it could also be a sign that, hey, they're going to go Latavius and Poole and Arizona Cardinals on the Arizona Cardinals and say that Kamara is active and then only use him in emergency cases. So this is definitely something you're going to continue to want to monitor. Tomorrow is going to be a key practice day. We'll see how he does and, uh, and if he finishes or if he's just limited. Shout out to Game Time two weeks ago when we first got that news of Alvin Kamara's ankle being banged up. We didn't yet have news of the high ankle degree, but we knew he was a little bit banged up. And I asked Johnny before that matchup, it was literally five minutes before lineups locked. I said, Latavius Murray or Chris Thompson. It was when the Redskins were playing against the Dolphins. He leaned me towards Murray in that game. He said, even though Kamara is active, you're going to be getting a lot more touches with Murray. You could be getting the goal line work. And he ended up with over 70 yards. And that was the right choice. So thank you for that one. Um, sticking with the Saints, Drew Brees, he remained limited on Thursday. Saints are on a five-game win streak without him. Are they going to bring him back for this, or is this just a little bit of a... If you would have asked me two weeks ago, I would have said, no, nah, they're probably going to wait till the bye. And I still think that at the end of the day, they, they may just do that. But, you know, after listening to the Fox broadcast and what Brees had to say to Troy Aikman and crew, Brees really wants to play in this game right. against Arizona. And he basically got the vote of conference from his coach who said if he's ready to play you know if he practices enough and throws the football he will be in so if breeze wants to play and peyton signed off verbally already i think it just depends on practice we'll see friday what happens you know uh peyton has said it it could be a game time call but i'm leaning towards he's going to have an answer for us by by probably by the time you're listening to this yeah keep in mind that next week is their bye week so we'll see how they manage that situation keenan allen wide receiver for the Los Angeles Chargers was listed with a hamstring injury and did not participate today. 
Johnny, how concerned are you for Keenan Allen right now and the rest of the Chargers offense? Uh, really concerned uh, for both, actually. Keenan Allen, who was not uh, had no injuries to this point, all of a sudden pops up late in the injury report. It's never a good sign, especially with a hamstring that has you know bothered him throughout his career, uh, and he's you know had some injuries, and it's never bode well. If it's if he is out, uh, Mike BMW, Big Mike Williams is a surefire wide receiver too in my book. Uh, but this is also, I mean, it could be good news as well for Austin Eckler owners who could see a massive uptick in targets as well. Mm-hmm. But for this whole offense as a whole, who's already struggling, not good news that Keenan Allen has now have a hamstring injury. Little nod to Hunter Henry as well. Who's yes. Thank you. Been swallowing up targets. Uh, moving on with sticking with the tight ends though. Jimmy Graham tight end for the green Bay Packers. He's dealing with an ankle, um, and also in Green Bay, Marquez Valdez-Scanling, he's dealing with an ankle and a knee. And Robert Tanyan, he's dealing with a hip. we got a lot of things below the belly button <laughs> messed up for the Packers. Yeah. Uh, this ends him to slow him down a little bit, though, but they could use those guys, right, Travis? Yeah, I mean, it may not matter if you play the Raiders every week because Rodgers could get out there and throw it to anybody. But, yeah, the, the Jimmy Graham scored a touchdown last week. MVS scored a touchdown last week. You really like to see this offense continue the continuity by getting those pieces back. But these are very similar practice uh, reps that they, you know, showcased last week upon playing. So I'm not worried about anybody on that list. Devontae Adams, who's the game time call, that's the guy that I don't expect to see this week. And he was, yeah, he didn't practice either today as well. Yeah, that turf toe is no joke. Sterling Shepard, wide receiver for the New York Giants, has a strong possibility that he's out for week eight. Johnny, what does this mean for the New York football giants and for Daniel Jones? I mean, Golden Tate will continue to be a focal point in that offense as well as Saquon. Uh, Those are pretty much his two main options there. Evan Ingram. And Evan Ingram, thank you. Uh, He will see a lot of targets as well. And so it just sucks, uh, you know, as a person who really believed in uh, in Sterling Shepard this year, you know, Big Travi and I have a, a whisper wager on this, and so it it sucks. I want him to get back out there because he is a really good wide receiver, but uh, let himself heal. You know, this is a, a concussion thing, so you got to get healed up. And speaking of concussion, Matt Ryan doesn't have one, <laughs> but the way that the whole team has been playing, you might think he does. The f- and you he- could get one from watching them. Oh, play. yeah, right. Bang your head up against a wall afterwards maybe, yeah. too, if you're a fan of theirs. Um, Matt Ryan, though, he's not expected to practice today, but Dan Quinn was saying that he's going to play, but that's because Dan Quinn is about to lose his job. <laughs> he needs him um, and he really needs him. Yeah. Uh, Matt Ryan's also the I just learned today is the fifth longest consecutive game streak going 153 games, I believe. Is he going to keep that streak going, Travis? This one's tough. He was at the beginning of the week. He was already doing a lot of work within the pool and, and doing running within the pool. And, and there were some things that were going on there. His coach says he's expected to play. I I think this will be a true game time decision, and I think there is a lot of pride on the line for Atlanta. So I could, you know, not just for Atlanta, but for Matt Ryan with the streak, I could see Matt Ryan gutting this one out and giving it a go. I hope there's a little pride on the table because without it, it would be empty. Yeah. (laughs) One last thing I do want to mention here before we move on, Austin. I forgot to put it in here. Uh, DJ David Johnson did not practice again today. Uh, It's... If he if he doesn't practice tomorrow, look to get Chase Edmonds in your lineup. And that, of course, sums up the news and notes for uh, us. Brought to you by Fanatic, of course. Um, thank you to Fanatic. And as always, keep like and subscribed uh, on us, Facebook, subscribe. Instagram, everywhere you need to, uh, because we've got updates coming out all the time over there as well. 
Um, all right. So without further ado, we're going to jump into these top five games from week eight. Austin's going to, you know, kind of rapid fire these games out to us. Let us know which ones, uh, you know, some of the storylines in that. And then, and then we'll kind of give our two cents on some of these guys you're going to be playing. Remember that Baltimore, uh, the Baltimore Ravens and the Dallas Cowboys are on by. So get those players out of your lineup before Sunday. Um, because they will not score you any points this week. They, they will not get you any. There's no chance. Like, yeah. If your team's already struggling to score points, it's really going to struggle if you start players. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, the first <laughs> one that we have here, we've got Seattle Seahawks at the Atlanta Falcons. Over-under is 53.5. Seattle's favored by 3.5. That's it. Okay. Um, this game, to me, Seattle is... We know that they took a beating a little bit against the Baltimore Ravens last week at home. Um, I think Baltimore's a really good team, but the Seattle Seahawks are also a really good team. Russell Wilson is playing at an MVP level, and the Atlanta Falcons are not. So the Atlanta <laughs> Falcons, lots of playmakers, though, still. Devontae Freeman is still a dude. Julio Jones is still one of the best in the NFL. Matt Ryan can get it done any day of the week. You hope he is healthy, feeling better. Um, so it's still a fun team. Yeah. What, what, I, do you, what do you think about this, Travis? I, I think to the point of the line here, it's three and a half. I think what we realize is when you, you kind of laid it out, Atlanta's got talent all over the board, right? They can get it done if they came to play. They just have failed to come to play. The offensive line has been an issue. And you look at Seattle, they haven't been that terrorizing on defense. I want to start with Seattle, though, on offense here, and I want to talk about the wide receivers. Uh, for me, I love Lockett here who's got a 24% market share over the year in Seattle. But I also love DK Metcalf this week with, with Will Disley gone now. Metcalf already had 18% target market share here. And the Falcons have allowed the fifth most fantasy points to wide receivers on average with 28 points per game, Johnny. So for me, I, I you know, I, I'm feeling like fire up these wide receivers, these pass catchers. And Russell Wilson's in a nice bounce back spot after a low game against the uh, the Ravens last week. Yeah, I, and I, you know, I second the wide receivers are starting. You're also going to start Chris Carson and start him with extreme confidence. You look at what he's done over the last four games, 22 carries, 27 carries, 24 carries, and 21 carries. Uh, a lot of people are saying uh, Rashad Penny who? Because he's been exactly, he's been a ghost. Uh, Chris Carson over that time, uh, over the season has been averaging uh, 4.35 yards per carry. So he's very, very healthy yards per carry. He's also being used in the passing game. And like Travis had said, this secondary and this defense is nothing to be scared about. You won't be seeing any ghosts like Sam Darnold. So fire up every single person you possibly can uh, for the Seattle Seahawks. Moving over to the other side of the ball with Atlanta, we know they have big playmakers. We know those playmakers have been disappointing you most weeks. Um, but are you really going to be benching any of those guys? I mean, from Austin Hooper, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Matt Ryan, if he's in there, um, Devontae Freeman, are any of these guys, are you not playing them? I think if Schaub were to get the start here, I, I would look at you know benching Ridley if you could just yeah. because we don't know that he can do it I don't know if you can stomach benching Julio and Austin Hooper may be the only guy he can consistently get the ball to if we're talking about him as a player and, and his repertoire but uh, for me I personally like what I think Atlanta will do here for Devonta Freeman uh, Seattle like I talked about a little bit ago not the most you know punishing defense and with Matt Ryan either hobbled or not in I think they're going to want to lean on the run game here mm -hmm. 
Whether or not they can get that going will be a different story, but I think they're going to want to lean on the run game, and you look at what Seattle's done. They've allowed 108 rushing yards per game, and they've allowed 14 rushing touchdowns on this young season, so there's plenty of work to be had here against Seattle, and I think if Atlanta's smart and they want to keep it close like the line suggests, they're probably going to have to funnel through Devonta Freeman, so I think as a flex play, Devonta Freeman has some appeal this week against Seattle. Especially there with Ito Smith out. Right, right. Could it's be a big part a of it, too. Of I'm not saying he's going to do good things with those right, touches, but, but he, he should get, get those a lot. touches. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Johnny, uh, you- for me, it, if Matt Schaub is starting, the only two that I'm feeling really comp- – well, really, there's only one. But you're you're rolling out Julio Jones because it's Julio Jones. But the other person that I'm feeling really, really confident with, and that is Austin Hooper, the number one tight end on the season. But not only that, you look at what Seattle's defense, they've been pretty uh, they've been a pretty solid defense this year. However, if you look at their one major weakness, it is to the tight end position. They're giving up the fifth most receptions to the to the tight end position, third most yards, and eighth most touchdowns. Uh, they have on average given up one touchdown per game to the tight end position. So I am rolling out Austin Hooper no matter what quarterback is is at the helm. And we even saw this too when Matt Schaub came into the end of the game after Matt Ryan hurt his ankle. Uh, Matt Schaub was going to Austin Hooper and kind of salvage Austin Hooper's day last Sunday. So have full confidence with Austin Hooper no matter who is starting at the quarterback position. Yeah, Pooper Hooper's having a great year. Yeah. Next game, Arizona Cardinals at the New Orleans Saints, 47 and a half over under with Baltimore favored by 7.5. Excuse me, New Orleans favored by (laughs) 7.5. I love this matchup. As a Cardinals fan, we've won three in a row. We're coming in. Kyler Murray's looked better every week. Chase Edmonds is doing exciting things over there. Friend of the show, Uh, Chase Edmonds. Friend of the show, Chase Edmonds. But those three wins have not come against elite teams. And the Saints have won five games in a row, and they look good everywhere. Yeah. So, Johnny, what can we <laughs> expect from this game, not speaking as a Cardinals fan, but speaking as a fantasy football professional that you are? So I think it's going to be interesting here, right? Because you get Patrick Peterson is going to be matched up against Michael Thomas. Now, Michael Thomas has been the second best wide receiver in the NFL. Um, and then in a PPR league, he's number one, I believe. And so you're thinking automatically you're starting him no matter what, right? Well, I would temper your expectations. You might be a little bit disappointed based on what he has been doing so far this year and what he's been doing for your fantasy team. Patrick Peterson is still one of the most elite uh, cornerbacks in the league. He is shadowing in this defense, so he will be following around Michael Thomas. And last weekend, he had 49 cover snaps, right? In those 49, he had four tar- he only was targeted four times for three and he had three gave up three catches for only 39 yards. Now I understand it was the New York Giants. They don't have a really big elite wide receiver like Michael Thomas, but if it's Teddy Bridgewater, I don't know if he's gonna necessarily he's going to feed Michael Thomas, but I don't know if they're gonna be the quality of targets that you're gonna necessarily want. And all it takes is a couple of bad throws. Patrick Peterson's way before he won't do it again. So make sure you temper your expectations if you have Michael Thomas. But I, like you, am very excited about this matchup because Kyler Murray has a chance to go up against a really good defense, and we'll see what he really can do. And although this defense is very, very stingent, 
and I know we'll get into this in just a second. Travis wants to talk about uh, Larry Fitzgerald, but this will be interesting. I think the big thing here will be if Christian Kirk actually does play. He was really close last week. They're saying that he has a very good chance to play this week, and if he does, then I certainly think that bodes well for Kyler Murray and this entire offense. Yeah, I think if Kirk's able to go, you upgrade a little bit of, of what Murray's got going on. I, I just don't I don't want to trust anybody really here on offense for the Cardinals for the most part against that New Orleans Saints defense. I mean, New Orleans is favored by almost eight points here at home. Uh, this is this is a really tough spot for Arizona, who is who are coming off three great wins. I, I, I feel you there. The dog shit teams. Yeah. But like this is the thing is like those are not the New Orleans Saints who have had their backup quarterback go five and oh, because yeah. of that because of how dominant that defense is. We've talked about Marshawn Lattimore before on the show here. I, I would not be starting Larry Fitzgerald against Marshawn Lattimore. He's only got one finish inside the top 12. That's Larry. And he hasn't eclipsed 100 yards since week two. I don't see him getting 100 yards in this game against Marshawn, who over the last four weeks has given up less than 200 yards total. Um, so I, I, I just look at Marshawn Lattimore and I, I'm I'm fading there. On the other side of the ball, Johnny, you talked about Michael Thomas and temper tempering expectations. Yeah, I'll give you Patrick Peterson still a leap, but I don't think the Saints are going to lean heavy on MT here because they know what Arizona's been giving up to the run. And you look at what Latavius just did last week, 27 rushing attempts last week against a really good Bears defense, 119 yards, two rushing touchdowns. Plus, he was active in the passing game with six targets and five catches on 31 yards. Good catches, too. They were, like, tough. Yeah, I just think that Latavius Murray was one of the guys we thought he was at the beginning of the season, a very sure handcuff for that backfield. And, you know, we thought he could have some standalone value. He actually, you know, didn't, but he's looking really good in in the wake of AK's injury. And I think you could fire him up with confidence this week against Arizona. I plan on it. I <laughs> hope that it works yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> The moving moving on now to the Oakland Raiders at the Houston Texans over under 51 and a half with Houston favored by 6.5. Taking a look at the Oakland Raiders side of the ball first. Johnny, who's standing out to you right now? They're banged up a little bit, but there's interesting playmakers in Oakland. Are there? <laughs> no, there are. No, there are. Yeah, John. I mean, we Garrett got Waller. Garrett Waller's a top tight end. Latavia. Yes, I'll give you. I'll give you Darren. I'll give you Darren Waller the baller. Uh, you're starting him. Uh, and then you know Josh Jacobs. He he may or may not play. Uh, he did get a. Uh, injection one of the you know numbing kind uh that many people talk about uh when it comes to uh football players and we won't get into the politics of that but he did receive one of those last week to get him back in the game so it will be interesting to see if he if he actually gives this one a go if he does i feel confident in starting him uh but other than him and waller i'm not touching anybody else on this offense including Derek carr there's just not enough there they're gonna need to run the ball in order to stay in this and they're need they're gonna need to drive the ball down with darren waller uh but i think this could be very disappointing for a lot of fantasy owners if you're relying too much on oakland yeah, but give give me Darren Waller. I mean, just obviously this is a kind of a no-brainer, but I, I just want to speak to what's happening with Darren Waller and how special he is here. 29% target market share this year. That's through eight games. 29% is unheard of, even for elite wide receivers. Okay, and then he's catching the ball at 90% of the time. So this is unreal what he's doing. 90% of the time works every time. 
That's right. Just throw it to Darren Waller. And I think this guy is set up for a huge second half because what we saw in the first eight games was him getting a ton of yardage, a ton of usage. Yeah. I don't see that yardage and usage going down, but what I do see going up are the touchdowns here for Darren Waller. And I think that he could cash in on a super monstrous back half and be in the MVP of a lot of championship rosters this year. Tyrell Williams is technically that number one over there, but Waller was doing great with Tyrell Williams in the exactly. lineup and his health has been all over the place. Tyrell Williams, that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Darren, Darren Waller, as long as he's healthy, he's probably the main vein of that situation. Yeah. On the other side of the ball, the Houston Texans, uh, looking over there at DeAndre Hopkins, Deshaun Watson, Carlos Hyde. Um, Will Fuller a little banged up over here, right? Um, yeah, so Will Fuller will likely be out of this game, which means, you know, give me Hopkins here. We looked at what Watson can be able to do here because what of what Rodgers was able to do last week, six touchdowns against this Raiders squad, one of them rushing, yes, but five through the air. Um, I love stills here too because only the Eagles have allowed more points to the wide receiver than Oakland, 29.5 points per game, uh, so nearly 15 points for wide receiver one and two in a game, and they've given up 10 wide receiver touchdowns in fantasy this year. So I really like what the wide receivers could bring to the table here. And Houston's going to be hungry to have a good offensive performance. They had Indy kind of embarrass them a little bit last year on offense, so I could see them scheming something up. And Oakland looks like to be the perfect Mm -hmm. opponent to do that too. And to piggyback off of you, Travis, uh, I love all of the pass catchers in this game as well. I mean, obviously the quarterback, that's going to be throwing them the ball. But if you look at pro football focus and their quarterback matchups, you've got DeAndre Hopkins is has the third best matchup against a corner, uh, according to their system, their grading system. Uh, Kenny Stills, fire him up. He's got the second best matchup, according to pro football focus, uh, cornerback matchup. And then even Kiki Cutie, he is as the eighth best cornerback matchup. So all those guys have great matchups. And that, in, in essence, because this Raiders defense is giving up on average 121.8 passer rating, you're firing up Deshaun Watson as well. This should be a monster game. Please, DeAndre Hopkins, get me a monster game. green bay packers are going to be playing at the kansas city chiefs over unders 48 green bay is favored by three and a half love to see that johnny the packers were down some wide receivers and aaron Rodgers had maybe his best game he's ever had last week did they figure it out are they where are they at right now what does this mean what can we expect from the pack so I, I unfortunately am feeling like this might be a little bit of an Aaron Rodgers letdown uh, for fantasy owners who, yes, I, I the, what he did last weekend and what he's done over the last couple weekends have been great. He is looking like he's getting back to his old self. However, they are facing the Kansas City Chiefs who are should be without Pat Mahomes. Now, if you look at what the Pat Mahomes or what the Kansas City Chiefs are doing, uh, they are giving up on average 3.2 rushing yards after contact per attempt. That is fifth worst in the league. And to me, that signifies that they might actually get back to the running game on this and just feed the ball to Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. And I think that they'll they'll lean on that a little bit more, control the clock, kind of like we saw in the beginning of the season. And so I think that people who are expecting to get, you know, another three touchdown day by Aaron Rodgers, uh, I think are going to be significantly well, Aaron Rodgers had more than th- three touchdowns last year or last weekend. But I think that 
people who are expecting Aaron Rodgers to return to his, you know, elite status are going to be heavily disappointed this week. I think this is going to be a run heavy team. They are also favored in this game. So I think that that game script is going to go against him. Yeah, I, I don't know if I agree with you 100 percent here, Johnny. Oh, I that's hope just... you don't, mister. <laughs> I just well and like yeah, Mister, call, call me a call me a homer here, but I I really think that this will be another nice game for Aaron Rodgers. Look, I was on the show. Uh, shout out to Summy from the Draft Room Podcast. Was on his show last week, his matchup, and I said, look, I think that Rodgers is a concern for the entire year. He's not going to be the guy that's your top five guy week in and week out. I just think the Packers are built for other things this year. They can win in so many different ways, relying on the run game, as Johnny said, relying on the defense as, 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 as we've seen because they've been so dominant. But let's not talk. Let's not lie about what Kansas City's done this year against good quarterbacks. Against Lamar Jackson in Week Three, they gave up the QB ten total. Uh, in against Stafford in Week Four, they gave up QB seven finish. And just two weeks ago against Deshaun Watson, they gave up the QB one overall finish that week. Um, I think this being tied for the second highest over and under per Vegas, this is on prime time. If you don't think that Rodgers wants to go out and continue to show the league that he loves his coach that he's out there to ball, that they're going to get big wins. I think that's what he's going to do. And I, what I saw last week, when you look at Aaron Rodgers mic'd up, when he got one touchdown, he went over to Matt LaFleur and said, I want five. And Matt LaFleur said, I want six. And so now they're competing about how many touchdowns they can get Aaron Rodgers. That's a scary thing for the rest of the league. And I just think that Aaron Rodgers is 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 primed for a big, big, big I, game. Here's the difference, though, that I will I will counter you with. Those teams that you you were talking about, you know, Deshaun Watson, Pat Mahomes was the quarterback. They needed to throw and keep score and keep scoring pace. Pat Mahomes isn't playing this game. I know that there are reports that he possibly could. He's not playing this game. Let's be real. It's going to be Matt Moore. Matt Moore is garbage. He's trash. He's not going to be good. They're not going to need to score. Are you telling me right now, if Patrick Mahomes play linebacker? Yeah. Does Patrick Mahomes play in the secondary? Yeah. Are you telling me right now that Patrick Mahomes is – his throwing the ball well, makes the defense. I mean, I, I just want to go back to the. Be. I just want to go back to the point of this line. It's a nearly a fifty point over under forty eight, with Green Bay only favored by three and a half in this game. So without Mahomes, they're still only favored by just over a field goal. I think that this is going to be closer. I think it's going to be more competitive than you think. And I think Rodgers is primed against a Swiss cheese secondary to do what he wants to do. I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna bet the. Uh, over the, the under? spread, I'm, I will bet money line that Green Bay Packers will win this game, and it won't yeah, be close. Definitely and it win. won't be win, and it won't be close. Well, I like to hear that. Go pack, go, go pack, go. Yeah. But I mean, so let's talk about the Chiefs side of the ball, Johnny. Yeah. Like, I really want to get into what can you do. Obviously, we're presuming that Matt Moore is starting here. What do you got going on on the slate for for the Chiefs side? Temper all your expectation. Uh, listen, if you can get them out of your lineup, which you most likely can, because you know you have Damian Williams, who's they're probably going to rely on the run a little bit more. But you haven't been really able to start him to this point. Uh, you know they've got a three headed back. You know back there for the first time in Andrew Reid's career. Uh, you know with Shady, and then you also had uh, the other Williams back there. Uh, so I can honestly see them lean on that. Listen, I think Travis Kelsey is okay here because Matt Moore can get the ball to Travis Kelsey. I would temper your expectations for Tyreek Hill. 
Listen, last week he had one play that made up his whole fantasy day, and that very well could happen again this this weekend. But I think with what you know, you're looking at a, a Green Bay Packers defense that's actually very very good, and I think they are looking to shut them down. And so, yeah. I- you know, I think to I, your point, it like Tyreek Hill is like the Tyreek Hill from a couple years ago, right? Where we, he was with Alex Smith, where he could be a dominant player yep. that week, yep. but like he's not going to be like he was with Mahomes, where week in and week out, twenty five plus percent of the market share. I actually do like Shady though. Here, Green Bay is still top five in points allowed to opposing running backs. I think if they're going to stay in this game at home, the close uh, line that they've got there, they're going to have to run the football and Green Bay giving up 128 rushing yards per game. I think Shady is the one player, you know, you're sitting there between flex and RB two and going, yeah, okay. What the heck? Like, I, I think we can go with that. I will say that after Matt Moore connected with Tyree kill, at one point later in the game, he wasn't connecting with them early on, but as soon as he hit him with one, he started going to him a few more times, and then that then led to that 50-plus yard touchdown. Um, there's no way in hell you're ever benching Tyreek Hill, no matter who the yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're not you have to temper like it's a guy expectations that can, on it. For yeah, sure. sure. But he's, as you said, yeah, he's that one big play away. But like Nobody Sammy is- Watkins, I'm benching. I'm not playing Sammy Watkins in this game. Yeah, for sure. New England Patriots are playing the Cleveland Browns. It's a 45 and a half point over under with New England favored by 13. This is an interesting one, of course. The New England Patriots are shutting everyone down and haven't lost a game yet. And the Cleveland Browns have shut themselves down every game and are looking like their team name. So what are we expecting from this side, Travis? What? what, what? Uh, this was a tough one for me to let you guys put in this show because I you really think that like- – I really just think we should talk about New England, and that's it. Um, and I'll and I'll just tell you why. Wow, the Pat the All Pats are going the to Browns fans, right? The, the dog pound the Pat- is coming after you, dude. Look, I, I just hey, watched football this dog, year. Hey, Whisper have, Nation, have it's, you watched it's epic, Travis SoCal? Go ahead have you and add him. Go ahead, because, go ahead and add him. Because Cleveland's line looks like wet toilet paper, and the pa- Patriots may have the best defensive line we've seen in a long time. They're favored by twelve and a half at home. Okay, they're rivaling numbers that like the 85 Bears, the 2000 Ravens did through seven games. Johnny, the Patriots have outscored their opponents by 175. That's the second highest differential through seven games in NFL history. Second to only the Buffalo All-Americans in 1920. Everybody remembers those guys, right? No, like this. They are doing something that's never like been done or or close to never been done. And I, I just don't think that Cleveland's got any shot to put up points here. I know they're off the bye. New England knows what they want to do to every opponent, and they go in and do it. Like Cleveland hasn't shown me if if San Francisco can go on prime time and and mess them up. I think New England's going to have no like no problem doing that. But uh, if we're going to talk a little bit about fantasy football, I'll take Sony Michelle here. He's quietly been the RB 13 over the last month, and he's been getting goal line rushes robbed during that span, but he's still put up borderline RB one numbers. He can the fall game, forward into the end. Yeah, zone. The game script's going to be good for him. He's going to get good volume. I think, uh, I think he's a fine play here. Here's the thing that I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. Uh, now I understand that the, the new England Patriots defense has been on pace for, uh, to be one of the greatest defense we've ever seen. And to that counterpoint, they've, Tell me the best quarterback they played. I'll wait because they're all been garbage. Uh, yeah, and all those May- quarterbacks are on, statistically better than Baker Mayfield and, this and year. And I will if, to to this year. Yes, they have. But I will tell okay. you something else. 
Baker Mayfield has this thing where when he is the underdog, when he has a chip on his shoulder, he comes out and he proves and he can, and he has the ability to do so. Johnny, and, has, and this, under, has this been the only game he's been the underdog? In? Uh, no, it has not been. Okay. But, but I, I did I not call it on our last show? I said Cleveland Browns will come out and make this Seattle game a game. And they did. They should have won that game. They But Baker Mayfield got knocked out at the end of that game, which he uh, – and which was a major reason why they lost against Seattle, which we can all agree Seattle is a much better team than Cleveland Browns. I am telling you right now, they are coming off a bye. This offense for New England has been garbage. They have not been good. They're shuffling wide receivers. They're scouring the freaking streets of New England and Boston saying, hey, can I get anybody who can catch a ball and run a route to come and they're dropping 30. They're dropping 33 on teams and they have a crappy defense. Uh, because of their defense. They're dropping 30. Their offense has been struggling. That's why they traded a second rounder for a 34 year old wide receiver who is 30 year old, the, or 30 year old, excuse me, who is near the end of their career. And everyone said, why why did they give up so much for Mohamed Sanu? It's because they don't have anybody. Now, I understand it, it. they look great. All of these things saying, I'm going to say it right here. I'm a, I'm a gambling man. I like to, I'm going to say it. I like to throw out a little bit of cash on stuff. And I'm telling you, this <laughs> negative 13 point is absurd. I will be taking the points and I will be laughing all the way to the bank because Cleveland will cover this. Heck, I'm going to pick them to even upset. I'm going to say they're going to win this, just like Jarvis Landry came out and said today that he guarantees a win over the 7-0 Patriots. I'm going to double down on what he's saying. I'm going to say this is going to come true. Baker's going to come out. He's going to have a decent game. I don't think he's going to have a great game, but this is why they're going to beat New England because Nick Chubb has been a huge difference, and I think they're going to get back to this running game. That's how you get this offense or this defense off. They've never really been punched in the mouth. They've never really faced a really good offense and this and this, the cleveland, cleveland is not a good offense they, they haven't been so to this I, point like, but I'm they have the have, pieces I, look, they have the pieces too they have Freddie obj they have club he's shown it in every game that he's been tested he cannot call the right place he continues to make bonehead decisions he won't relinquish play calling to ted monk to todd munkin like he should and i'm sitting here telling what you what the browns do to you no i think i'm just are we are we looking at the stats no, Johnny okay, wants to sit over okay, there who's a Sooners stats. fan I'm, who no. has been over there gushing about Baker all year long and wants to have Baker on a pedestal. He sucks, Johnny. No. He sucks. He's I been really bad. This, for, okay, for as dominant. not good for him. Okay. That offensive line is not good for him. And New England hasn't even allowed anybody to Hold do on. anything. For as good as this dominant Patriots defense has been, over they, uh, they have had run uh, – they have given up in the running game. They are allowing yeah, three point, hold on. They are they are allowing three point four rushing yards per attempt, second most in the league. And Chubb has been a uh, yards after contact. He has had four hundred and three rushing yards, which is seventh most. He has nine runs of fifteen plus yards, which is second in the league. I think this is a different type of offense that they have seen this year, and their offense can't match. If if Cleveland does what they're supposed to do, and I know it's a big if, but if they if Cleveland can put it together after a bye week, which I don't think is out of the the realm of possibilities, I think we get an upset here, and I'm and I'm claiming it right now. I'm staking it. Johnny Game Time Hicks is calling it out right now on this show. What I think is a fun one about this game, and I'm really looking forward to actually watching this one because the New England Patriots have played drastically above everyone's expectations. 
Is that not is that yes. is that fair? 100%. Right. Percent and on defense and while sure. their defense is very good, they have not played any good offenses. This is also true. I'm not going to take. They're doing what they should be doing against bad offenses, and they've played bad offenses. When they play a good offense, we'll see how it goes, and that's going to be really exciting. Is the Cleveland Browns a good offense? No, the Cleveland Browns are not a good offense. But no one, I think, is going to deny that the Cleveland Browns are drastically underperforming from when their expectations are. We all know about the talent that's over there. I mean, come on. Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, Baker Mayfield can still play, Nick Chubb. These are real pieces over there who have drastically underperformed. If you get something that kind of just goes weird and you get a different kind of game flow, I think you could see something exciting in this one. This isn't like a, this isn't a flat tire team. That's over. I think it's fun for everyone to go against New England all the time and they just don't lose at home and they cover their spread constantly and they've yet to allow even an rb2 finish from any running back this season so i'm not excited about anybody i'm not excited about anybody i'm not excited about anybody from cleveland period okay you're gonna be bottom line you're gonna be proven wrong this weekend (laughs) (laughs) moving on now that's the end of the game we've got our quick fire start sits you want to introduce this one for us johnny yeah, so what this is, uh, it, we are going to name the matchup, and it will be a quick, we'll run down the, the main fantasy players here. We're going to just tell you whether we'd sit, start them, or flex them, and there's going to be no explanation, so it'll be rapid fire. All right, I'll take it over from here. The first game, Carolina Panthers at the San Francisco 49ers, sticking with the Panthers to lead it off. DJ Moore. I'm sitting DJ Moore. Sitting DJ Moore. Curtis Samuel. Uh, sitting Curtis Samuel. Uh, I will flex Curtis Samuel. Greg Olson. Sitting. Benching. Niners defense is so good. Yeah, I'm I'm benching that. 49ers. Matt Breda. I would flex Breda. I would flex Breda as well. Tevin Coleman. Flex Breda to RB2 somewhere in there. But yeah. Tevin Coleman. I'm I'm flex uh, I would I would RB2 for Coleman. Uh Sanders. I can't start Sanders yet. They haven't really sustained any wide receiver. Yeah, I would agree. I would wait and see at what you've got there. Uh, he could be a nice piece in a couple weeks, but. Right. And George Kittle, you're obviously starting in CMC on the Carolina side of the ball. Next game was the Philadelphia Eagles at the Buffalo Bills. Uh, first name up for the Eagles, Alshon Jeffrey. Bench. He's going up against. Tredavious uh, White. Yep. Yeah, that's a really tough matchup. And Philly's kind of been sputtering a little here and there on offense. So I'd probably sit. Jeffrey as well. Jordan Howard. Uh, I, I I really like Buffalo's defense. Like it's probably New England, San Fran, then Buffalo. I'd probably sit Jordan. I'd probably sit the backs here. I would flex Jordan Howard because I could see a goal line rush here, but I don't feel confident about. It. I'd actually flex Miles Sanders of the two. Next one, yeah, Miles Sanders. Yeah, I would I would flex Miles Sanders because I think the receiving aspect in his game and he and he's exploded for a couple big plays in the receiving game. Jordan Howard is still getting that volume right yeah. now. But yeah, Miles Sanders, big play potential for sure. On the Buffalo side, John Brown. Uh, I would, yeah, oh, I definitely, I would start John Brown. Yeah. yeah, fire him up. We talked about at the top, Philly's allowing the most wide receiver. Josh points. Allen. Uh, I think he's a good, like, streamable quarterback this week. Yeah. Yep. Devin Singletary. I'm going to bench Devin Singletary. I'm going to wait for the until rest I of the season. See- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to wait and see if he ever gets some increased work. Yeah, benching him. All right, moving on to the Jets at Jacksonville. Uh, it's a 41-point over-under. Jacksonville's favored by 6.5, starting with the Jets. Robbie Anderson. 
Call me crazy, but I would start Robbie or I'd flex Robbie Anderson. I think this is a big game for him. I think they're going to try to trade him after this game, so they're going to feature him. So wait, really quick, Johnny, should I be playing Robbie Anderson over Alshon Jeffrey yes. this week? Yes. That's what. No. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, uh, yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. Jacksonville's suscept- been susceptible in the second. They just lost Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not. Uh, Jameson Crowder. I like Crowder. I think he's a flex here. Yeah, he'll get targets. He's been getting good volume. Chris Herndon? Uh, Herndon's kind of borderline hurt, right? Yeah. So uh, he might he might not play. If he does play, I think he's, you know, you could do a lot worse at tight end. Sam, big arm, Darnold. Start him. I would, yeah, I would start Darnold, or stream him. Yeah. All right, Le'Veon Bell, no, duh. Moving over <laughs> to Jacksonville, D.D. Westbrook. Start Westbrook's him. battling some injury, but if he goes, I'd start him. G.J. Chark. Yep, start, start him. him. The gardener himself. And start him. Mr. Minshew. Uh, yeah, you could probably stream him. Jets have been up and down on defense, but when they're good, they're pretty good. So Leonard Fournette, you're firing him up for sure. Under the radar plays or fades this week. Johnny, anybody coming to mind? Who's you got on your list here for the radar plays or fades this week? So uh, a couple one, uh, Golden Tate. I'm definitely starting him. Uh, I like his matchup against the Detroit Lions, a revenge game. We always like talking about these revenge games, even though it clearly seems that Kirk Cousins doesn't care about revenge games. So, uh, But I will say Golden Tate uh, is a guy that I am going to, under the radar, start. He's looking good with Daniel Jones and one of the few pass catchers he has. Yeah, I'm just going to hit the point again about Devonta Freeman. I talked about it a little at the top. It may not be a choice one to start but i'm telling you if you know whatever happens with atlanta no matter what i think they're going to want to focus on the run game so i think freeman's a lot better than you might think he is on the surface and then a, right. a fade for me sorry austin to cut you off i got i'm just excited to tell you guys this one because i'm pretty pumped <laughs> about it uh, a fade is actually surprisingly enough cooper cup which I know you're going to really be shocked saying Cooper Cup plays the Cincinnati Bengals. They have been getting dominated, uh, especially by the slot wide receiver. However, if you look at what the Brandon been, Cooks game, it's, it's either a Brandon Cook, and I would actually <laughs> argue uh, Robert Woods, and I will tell you why you? in just a second. So if you look at what uh, Cincinnati's defense has done over the la- uh, over this season, they have done very well on the opposing team's number one pass catcher, Tyler Lockett, one for 41 and a touchdown, George Kittle, three for 54. John Brown, 4 for 51. Juju Smith, 3 for 15. Larry, 6 for 58. And DJ Shark, 3 for 53. And then uh, if you're looking at which uh, wide receiver now, I don't mind the Brandon Cooks. He has uh, an ability to break out. But if you're looking at the targets and what is going on there, Robert Woods has the most positive regression when it comes to the red zone. He has had 10 red zone targets and a whopping fat zero touchdowns. So I think if someone gets in the red zone and gets a finally gets a touchdown i think it's robert woods yeah i can see that i like that point i think the the reason the Bengals have been so um good against wide receivers is teams just jump out on the run against them and they don't need to pass like they dominate them on the ground and so i think that could easily be the case again here this week uh one of the fades under the radar and that's because he's usually ranked so high and it's going to be really hard for you to bench him but i'm doubling down on the patriots thing i would not be jacked to be putting nick chubb in my lineup bottom line i just don't 
I do not think that the I am done doubting <laughs> what Bilicek does, and he do, he takes out your best player every time. And right now, that has been Cleveland's best player. And I'm not. Are we allowed to win? Show, show, show us on the doll. Hey, can I'm, we show us on the doll where the Browns touched you? <laughs> yeah. Hey, can can we? Are we allowed? Has to anything I said not been on, true? On I, I don't get it. Or can we only whisper wager on fantasy propositions? We can do whatever we want. We own. Okay. Them. Well, I will yeah, we... whisper wager right now. I will take Cleveland Browns and the thirteen points if you're willing to give me. I will even. I will even down it to ten. I will get you. I will. I'll take you... ten. All right. So I get Cleveland and ten. You have uh, the shitty New England. Uh, I apologize for those <laughs> comments there. Uh, but yeah. Okay. I do like that fade though on on Nick Chubb. If there's a time for him to have a down week. It's against the best defense. Start him. Fire him up. Let's go. The running but you're fucking gonna... starting him. Of course you're starting him. I have Nick Chubb. Love no, starting him. Gonna... Fade him. Sony Michelle sucks at running back. He just falls in the end zone. <laughs> he sucks at running. I mean, he's been an RB1 in that positive game script. What's his yards per carry? I don't, I don't know. Not good, probably, but yeah. uh, Cleveland actually has a good run him in the end zone. Cleveland does have a, run, a good run. How did that run do you do against San Fran a couple weeks ago? Hey, San Francisco's a different kind of offense. They can move literally. The ball. They can move the ball from the football. Weird, God. Oh my God! Like you'll, you'll there, that's the like number one rushing offense in the league, and you're going to try to compare New England to that. What has New England done more than anybody over the last decade? She run the football. Dude. Unreal. Who do you? Hey, Whisper Nation, let us know in the comments. Yeah, below. please. What do you think? Are you on Big Travis side? Or are you on Johnny Game Time Hicks side? Let us know in the comments before uh, below, and as always, please like and subscribe to the podcast, mm. and like and subscribe to this show. Hit the little bell icon so you get notifications anytime that we go and release a new video. Look out for Austin's here's two minute drill. That's gonna be coming out. This hot fire right there. Until next time, Whisper Nation. That's Big Travi. That's Austin Sear, and I'm Johnny Game Time Hicks, and we're out of here. Peace. Baker Mayfield has a trash offensive line. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whisperers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whisperers.